Welcome back, fans, to another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, the gold standard in wrestling podcasting. We have four of the five-man wrecking crew here tonight. We have our resident Divas expert who has a lot of opinions about last night's NXT TakeOver Respect Show. Dr. M, how are you doing, sir? Doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm chilling, man. Um, it's almost the weekend. It's going to be a good thing. We have Mr. Silly Sellis in the house. We were just talking about his beloved 49ers before we went on the air. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we need a new quarterback or go to Blaine Gabbert, which might be the worst of the worst. But, you know, in a positive note, uh, a decent show that we'll talk about last night with NXT TakeOver. Shout out to Smart Money at KLOCK7. Had a great conversation with him on Twitter last night. And uh, just to promote their show, the Smart Money Wrestling Podcast, to check them out and listen to. As he said, he was going to give us a listen when we record, so just wanted to shout them out and uh, give them some love. Absolutely. And we also have uh, Mr. Two Chains in the house. How you feeling, man? What's up, fans? How's everybody going? And members of the team. How's everybody? We're good, good, good. Um, you're probably in better, better mood than Mr. Sellis because your Panthers are 4-0 and right now. <laughs> sitting, on, sitting on a nice bye week. Oh, is that, are you guys on the bye this week? That's cool. Yep. I start your defense most weeks, so I'm missing you guys this week, man. Oh, yeah, me too. Actually, I have them. My man Luke uh, Luke Skywalker uh, rest up a little bit because he might be the only person ever to be in concussion protocol for three weeks. So I don't, I don't know what happened here, but well, well, he needs to rest. Don't let him go to Daniel Bryan's doctor. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Topical humor. Um well, we're gonna we're gonna lead off fans with uh, just kind of recapping and reviewing our uh, our impressions of last night's NXT Takeover Respect Show, which was headlined by a 30 minute Iron Man. Even though there's two women in it, they called it an Iron Man match, which saw Bailey defeat Sasha Banks in the closing seconds via submission. The final score being three to two. Um, I guess I want to throw it to our Divas expert first. Um, what'd you think of the match itself and? Uh, how would you compare it to the match that they had in Brooklyn at the previous takeover on SummerSlam weekend? Well, I was a big fan of the match, um, in part because it can't be easy to go into a ring knowing that you have to entertain fans for 30 straight minutes. Um, I can't think of a lot of women who've had to do that before. I'm sure there's been some, but I thought Sasha and Bailey did a great job especially with the pacing of the match. That was the thing I was most concerned about with this. How are they going to sort of keep an entertaining pace for 30 minutes? And I thought they did a great job and had nice, exciting moments throughout the match. Uh, in terms of the match with Brooklyn, to be honest, I liked the Brooklyn match better. Me too. Um, there was just a little bit more excitement with that match. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that of course, in Brooklyn, they were wrestling in front of, what, 13,000, 14,000 people? Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the greatness of that match started with the entrances. Uh, I mean, both Bailey and Sasha had nice entrances in Brooklyn. And here, or at least last night, we were back in the traditional NXT arena where you didn't really get all that glitz and glamour. So I think that sort of took away from it a little bit. But I have nothing negative to say about that match um, got to give some extra praise to Sasha in part because she did so well playing the heel role in this era where heels are more often than not, not really heels. I mean, when she made the little girl cry, I mean, that was tremendous. (laughs) (laughs) And so no complaints about the match. I thought it was well done again to put these two women in the ring who've never done an Ironman match before. And for them to, really execute a great match in 30 minutes. I mean, there's nothing for me to complain about. Um, Let me follow up with this to you before we kick it to the other guys. Did you expect, looking at how it was tied going into the last 30 seconds, did you expect there to be overtime, or did you see it kind of wrapping itself up there in the closing seconds? And what what would you have preferred? I did expect overtime, and I I think I would have preferred that. And it seems like a lot of fans wanted that too. You know, thinking back, of course, to that iconic Iron Man match between Brett and Sean, where they had the exciting overtime, it felt like that would have been the perfect end to this match, too. But at the same time, I, I, I kind of am okay with the ending of the match, in part because 
it, it really sort of spoke to how aggressive Bailey was in wanting to get that one final decision before the bell rang. And so I think both women came out looking great in this match, but I think this match did more for Bailey than anything because we finally saw an aggressive side of her, um, a side that I, I'm, I will be interested to see how she continues to develop going forward. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that Bailey came out looking like a million bucks there, and there's a lot of interesting contenders to her title. If you look at kind of who's still in NXT at this point, you know, especially with the debut of Asuka last night, I I think that would be a tremendous match when and if that does happen. Um, Two chains. What what was your take on the match last night? Were you the and let me follow up with this. Were you the one live tweeting it last night, or was that Celis? Uh, it was a combination of us, and I was definitely going to plug myself right out. And say <laughs> I'm the most, I'm, I'm the, I'm the stern person that realized that I was just being a grumpy old man watching it. Well, <laughs> well, I want to give you some credit if you said this. Were you the one that said something to the effect of how um, Bailey was in like the submission for like over a minute or whatever, and then yeah. she made was that you that said that Sasha taps in like fifteen twenty seconds of it. Um, that was a very oh, interesting man. point you made. I like that. That's a good point. Okay. I was scared that you was going to bring up the references who I said Bailey looked like. <laughs> who, I missed that. Who did, do, do you not want me to ask? Because I kind of want to know now. <laughs> I said she looked like McLovin. Remember a while yes. ago, I just kept saying she looks like somebody. Remember, I was <laughs> what? Like, she looks like McLovin. <laughs> you know, McLovin. Oh, my but, gosh. No, like, that's my, that's, that's my issue, like. When John, if John Cena is decorated or not, he's always considered a threat. A top guy, he's always going to be like, you, you're not going to get the easy tap on him. You're always, it's always going to be some type of sophisticated win or match, point blank. I'm, I'm thinking like Sasha is on the main roster. She's the top NXT girl. I mean, I, I, I guess if you think about it, like she's either neck and neck with Bailey or she still is considered the top NXT. Uh, female and she and, and and to the question you asked Mark uh, Dr. M I, I knew it was going to end it somewhere somewhere fluke like that mm-hmm. but I was thinking like why should they why should they make her tap out real easily when number one like she's a she's a top female she didn't even have a chance to either reposition to even try to get to the rope but she automatically tapped like it's the same issue I had when um Nikki Bella lost against um, Charlotte. Where it was just like she didn't even sell that at all. And at least Sasha sold it like better. But it's just like you're 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 basically a champion. In other words, how right. or did you just tap out that quick in less than fifteen seconds? And Bailey was in. Bailey took the finisher tw- twice and the setup to the finisher once, and, and and was in it for a minute and didn't even tap. I'm like, wait a minute, man. Come on now. Well, and then somebody tweeted me was like, oh, well, you know, they was working on her hand the whole match. But did anybody forget that Bailey got thrown into the, the, the TV screen? <laughs> yeah. And it booked out. Like, in other words, is that, like, not a back injury? Like, you know? You can't, you can't sell me on that. <laughs> yeah. But we have to remember, too, that Sasha did get – this is the second match in a row where Sasha got dropped straight on her head. Dude, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> That's – that is a whole nother story. There, there is no way if you if, if they incorporate that in, in in regard to working a match, then you know that's that's just you know basically that's just a candidate to how good they are. Like they if they like, hey, look, that was a scary bump you took. Let's 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 incorporate that. But like I like I either tweeted or texted you. I said, hey, she's playing with fire taking these scary bumps like that. Because Lord knows if she took a nasty injury or an NXT like that and would affect her run in the main roster, ooh, Eva's revolution is going to go way downhill. Well, you know what, man? It wasn't even the head scissors spot out of the corner that looked so brutal in the Brooklyn match because they kind of tried to do a repeat of it. And it wasn't that. It was early in the match where Bailey was doing kind of a, a hip toss sequence where she did one and got her pretty elevated. And then the second one... She dropped her on like her head, neck, and shoulder. Yeah, her shoulder. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, 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 that's what I'm talking about. And it was just like, it, it definitely looked sloppy. And I don't know if it was a combination of them rushing things or what, but like that yeah. was almost 
like the point where Sasha kind of flipped heel because if you watched her, that was the other issue. I, one of the issues I had was Sasha came out, and that granted, I understand the gravity of that moment and how big it is for females to be in the main event in an Iron Man match. But like with tears in her eyes, smiling at the crowd, it was hard for me to picture her as the heel. She kind of flipped the script there after that shoulder bump, as well as I mean, there was kind of like ten minutes in where she really started healing off and throwing stuff at Izzy and. Um, you know, talking trash to Bailey's parents who were at ringside. Um, but yeah, that shoulder yeah. spot, dude, that was nasty. I, I was worried that, yeah. you know, you got 20, 25 minutes or whatever left to go and you're going to have to work it with one arm. That's not good. Mm-hmm. But luckily, absolutely a scary spot. Luckily, no she came out okay. I'm, I'm not saying she's not sore today, but it looked like okay enough to go, you know. So, you know, speaking of the spot where she was uh, yelling at the, um, her family, like it's so Kevin Owen ish, just like I told y'all at the at the um, house show, how Kevin Owen was mouthing off at the little kid and made him cry, talking about take John Cena gear off or I'm gonna hit him, hit him beside the head again with the mic. Yeah, you know? remember that? I'm a, I'm a I'm a cracking skull. In other words, is what he said. And I was just, 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 just like, I don't know if they're if they are in class together or you know they channel each other's you know performances, whatever. But Sasha Banks is absolutely the the female Kevin Owens. They should form she a does stable. just as good work, and she controls the crowd like none other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ultimate heel. Mr. Silly Sus, why don't you get in there, man? So here's here's my perspective, and I'm going to analyze this match, and it had nothing to do with the in-ring performance. I know it was some sloppy spots. It definitely was not the greatest women's match of all time. But think about it in this perspective. For the first time, we have seen a 30-minute iron woman match completed to successful where people wanted more time. What would you think about that? Like, literally, what caught my attention was, and I hated this at first, why are we putting the 30-minute time clock up so everybody can see it? When we went to the RH show, we're talking about me and 2 chains. we didn't even know how much time was going past this match until we remember it later down, it was a 60-minute time limit. Because sometimes when you look at a wrestling match, time is really one thing that you don't really look at until it's over. So I was like, why did they put this at the beginning? Because I was like, wow, you can see the female competitors are being a little bit nervous. You don't know how they're going to act to each other. They know they got to be in the ring for 30 minutes, and they got to make sure they get some type of story told, pinfalls, and everything. So at first, I tweeted, I was like, okay, it's going to be zero, zero pins. It's going to end as a tie. You know, that's what I was thinking that's going to happen. But then when the action started to get started, I forgot totally about the time until it got to about seven to five minutes left. And like Dr. M said, well, I want overtime because Corey Graves had mentioned it. And I was like, yeah, I really want more time. So just on, a, I guess, a perspective of a male-dominated industry that females can have a legit wrestling match. Granted, it wasn't perfect, but it can last for at least 30 minutes and they can go in the ring. And really, every pinfall you wanted more, every uh, submission you want to see who's going to tap out. And they went inside the ring. They went outside the ring. You know, they used all the different elements of the match, and it worked, and it jailed. So to me, that sh- that proves a point that Raw really needs to step up their game and even go to a Mania match where you really could have an Iron Woman match at a Mania event with two girls that can go, that can even be bigger history. So I thought it was a great win in a small legitimate scene of NXT and I just want to keep on remembering what 2 Chainz said even off the air and on the air when you're dealing with these house shows at Madison Square Garden that they're putting on TV or the WWE Network or you're dealing with uh, Beast in the East that got put on the WWE Network that was really a house show on steroids. What NXT TakeOver is is really WrestleMania in a small aspect on steroids and that's what small wins for them that's going to lead to bigger games if it's done correctly on the next level. Wow. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It can I can I rant? I don't want to rant because it's not like I'm, that. I'm right with you. Let right me with you. let me talk a little <laughs> bit about and Doctor M. I'm very interested in your perspective on what I'm about to say, considering you're the resident divas expert. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't help but compare this match to the Brooklyn one, which was just the shining spot of that night. I I that's still my match of the year up to this point. There's a lot of other contenders in that category, and we could talk about those. At a much later date, sometime in December. But I'll tell you why I didn't enjoy this match as much. And and kind of hearkening to what you just said, Celis, it had nothing necessarily to do with the in-ring product because I think that the uh, the in-ring work was very comparable mm-hmm. in both. I don't – like, yeah, there might have been some things here or there that could have been better. But overall, I would say it's comparable. They're, they're two great workers. I'm not taking anything away from them. 
what I what I have a problem with is this di- this so-called divas revolution where the idea is you give the women more spotlight, more shine, more time, um, more focus on the program instead of just being a three-minute bra and panty match or whatever. And I'm for that. And I know Dr. M, you're for that too. And all the people on this podcast are for that. But what I have a problem with is just it feels a little bit forced instead of feeling cool at this point. Like I'm not saying that they felt forced in putting these girls in the main event because it was clearly – by leaps and bounds, the best thing about that show. And we can talk about the Finn Balor tag stuff with Joe in a little bit because I enjoyed that as well. But it's just like you get them in there. They don't even touch for a minute because they're both trying to fight back tears. They're both sensing the gravity of the moment, like I said before. Then you've got the crowd like completely taking over, being like, women's wrestling or you deserve it. And it's like that's kind of what I have a problem with because – what 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 that shows me is that we're doing the match for the sake of doing the match and we're putting it in this spotlight for the sake of putting it in the spotlight. Whereas I would rather these two have had months and months of feuding, someone steal the other one's boyfriend, somebody attack the other one and take them out for a month and then build to an Iron Man 30-minute match. So it means so much more because if you really look at the storyline between Bailey and Sasha Banks – the story was always more about Bailey trying to ascend to that title spot where she had failed so many times before. And that's why I got really into the match in Brooklyn because the whole thing was about you can't beat Sasha. Like, I can get into that, the babyface overcoming obstacles. But at this time, like, they had one promo on TV and they had a bunch of, uh, like, workout clips and promo packages, which I like because it was such a throwback to WrestleMania 12 with Brett and Sean. But really, like, the story here this time was just that we were put in this moment and this was kind of just designed by the powers that be, much like the Divas Revolution in the first place. If you look at the first instance of it on Raw, where it's just Stephanie saying, well, you three are really, really spunky, so PCB, you're together, and the Bellas, you have a friend, and we need to get her on the show too, so you're Team Bella, and there's three other black girls here, so I guess we'll be racist to put them together. I don't know. I just like at this point, let's give them some storyline, and it needs to stop being about this divas revolution because I don't even know what it is anymore. Does anybody want to give any sort of feedback on that? Was anybody else frustrated about that, or is that just me? Oh, oh no, definitely. First, first off, I didn't even think as deep as you did with the with the crowd, but when they was chatting. This is awesome. Before anything even happened, I, I like look back at the TV real quick. Like, oh, what happened? <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> like, I know you want to be into it, but come on now, let's 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 kill with the the chats until it's like really there. So I did have an issue with like how the, the crowd was definitely playing a part into it in the beginning, but you know, whatever. I was being angry, grandpa. But now my other issue is with the Divas Revolution, and now. Uh, Paige goes heel. She's like, oh, I felt like I need to spice things up. So that's why she did it. But then y'all still put her on the same team right. as the people she turned heel against. And all of a sudden, you know, you guys can work. You can tag each other. And then towards the end, you blow the spot where you like, forget this. I don't need it. Oh, oh no, no. Once again, you're not selling me on that. <laughs> like, if, if you have an issue with them and nobody, if you feel like you're better than everybody, then that should have been a segue for for her to either start going on some type of solo rant or or whatever, or bringing another team up or something. But there's no reason why she should still be part of PCB, but she turned him against him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not to mention, they're still called PCB. Like, come on, man. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know. I have to say, I, I, I feel very differently than I think you guys do about it. I will say that the Divas Revolution on Raw definitely feels forced, but I wouldn't say the same thing about NXT. It feels forced on Raw because, well, what did we expect to happen when Stephanie introduced like three, four new people in one night? Like, I don't, she didn't really give the fans enough time to invest in any of these new women who were coming up to next to the main roster she stuck them all in teams and we had what weeks and weeks and weeks of 
six diva tag matches that culminated in that uh, not very good match at SummerSlam. Yes. So yeah, that does heal for us on Raw. On NXT, definitely not. Uh, I, I think I think the fans were right in that Bailey and Sasha did deserve to be in that spot. When I think back to that Brooklyn match and how good it was and when it ended, one of my first thoughts was that I definitely want to see them go at it again. Like, that match left me wanting more, and I consider that a good thing. Yeah. So to see them in that main event last night, I, I agree with the fans. I think they did deserve it. And I think they were perfectly um, – it was perfectly within their right to chant – this is awesome before the match starts because if y'all remember, the same thing happened when the Wyatts and the Shield first yeah. had that big six-man match a couple of years ago. At a like, fast lane or whatever. Touched, yeah. Before they even touched, the fans were chanting. And, you know, they, of course, that feud had a, a nice build. It a legit nice, build. Well, it had a legit build, but if you remember, that, that match was sort of thrown together. Like, yeah, it was. I mean, there was some teasing of, of a confrontation between the two teams for a couple of months, but there was no build until, like, the end of the Royal Rumble. Whereas Bailey and Sasha, like, ever since they came into NXT at the same time, they've been sort of bumping heads. There's always been sort of the underlying story of Sasha is the, the one that has all the glitz and glamour. She's the popular one, and Bailey's sort of the ordinary, plain-Jane girl. And is Bailey going to ever live up to what Sasha does? I mean, that feud, that buildup has been going on for well over a year now. So, honestly, I I was not disappointed with sort of the fan interaction with the match. And, um, I mean, I think both ladies were very much deserving of that spot. And I, I think it's not, I don't think it's right to, for us to call the whole Divas Revolution forced. It certainly is on Raw, but definitely not in NXT. Well, and I agree with you, Dr. I mean, just to, just to add to that very quickly, just a, a perspective for me, being a long time, as we all are, wrestling fans, even dating back to the Attitude Era, I think this is probably the, and please tell me if I'm wrong, this is probably the, the best Divas wrestling, in-ring wrestling, has been since we had names of Sable, Jacqueline back in those late 90s where you know women came out to wrestle even Ivory women came out there to wrestle instead of just being used as props for bikini contests and 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 mud shows even though as men we'd love to see that but what are we here for we're here for the wrestling and when we see women that can actually go build in the ring tell stories just like Dr. M said and do it for a year-long feud and the right way where you have a baby face overcome struggles to become champion and then maybe when they get knocked down again, you know, they'll get a chance to refuel with something else. That is how you build stories in, in, in wrestling. So that, that's what I like to see right now. Of course, that's this on Raw. It still feels a little bit forced, but at least it's at least turn it in the right direction for just good, seeing good women's wrestling in WWE. Yeah. And yeah, I was, and I don't want to I don't want to say that I'm taking that away from it because I'm definitely not. I, I agree with what you guys are saying that they were very deserving of that moment. And it's it's more just. It was a it was a moment about like there was kind of the backstory like Doctor M said, but to me, it it really was built on the moment being that moment, and it, and it was great. Like I'm not taking anything away from like the match; it was a great match. But like I guess after this, we're gonna get back to reality because like we kind of stepped out of the storyline a little bit last night, and now we're gonna step back into it. And it's like Nia Jax debuts next Wednesday on NXT. Like, I don't even I, understand how anything's going to compare for a while because now, now we do have to build NXT back up again. And I guess I wish I wish I would have seen a little bit of storyline progression with that. Like, it would have been it would have been kind of cool to an extent to see Nia Jax try to interfere either in that match or the Asuka match or just something to progress things. But two chains, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Oh no, no, no. I was gonna say two two things. One, uh uh to uh silly sellers. Yeah, note that you say that um, women's wrestling at WWE because there's been good women's wrestling consistently around. You just mm-hmm. had to you just had to navigate your way to different programs. Exactly. Like yeah. TNA that that might have been the best thing they had going for a while. Oh, for sure. Like, um, and then you know now you can come back to we won't even just say WWE totally, but NXT has been putting out a good product with uh, women's wrestling. So that's. That's definitely uh, something to be noted. And to what Aaron was saying, I totally, 
I think I think we're probably saying the same thing as far as with the build up with the matches. But I feel like the WWE does such a good job with their video packages oh, and it builds sure. up mm-hmm. the drama. Mm-hmm. But you don't. But the in ring build up isn't following it. I so agree. Agreed. I feel totally like you agreed. do you do you do so much to make me believe what's going on as far as with the video and you know uh, the producing of that and editing and all that and, and yeah you get you you feel the drama but then you actually go back to like seep back through it it's not much there <laughs> so that's that's where at least that's my issue where I feel like I don't see the nest the the you know the adequate build up for such a big moment <laughs> and, and actually and just like he said now. Once that match has pretty much been cried out by Sasha at the end of the match, that's it. Now what? Right. Well, that's, no that's more. The thing. Like, it's nothing left to, left to go to it. And I agree with you, too, Chain. Just to add to that, I feel that way about every John Cena match that d always <laughs> talking about. Hey, just looking at the videos, I'm like, oh, now God, what? going to lose? Oh, Cena wins. Now what? You know, it's, what? it's like, that's how I feel. You exactly put it on the head on that. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. You know, Aaron, all of us are making good points. It's like we're teaching around the same thing. It's just, I guess the biggest thing, like Dr. M said, it left one of us wanting more. Yeah. But just the fact that it's, oh, they cried out. That's it. Where do we go now? Because those two probably won't touch again. You won't see Sasha and NXT probably no more, you know. Well, I think the the next, like there's going to be a lot of big time diva matches on the main roster. Like I'm so befuddled that we're having to push this Nikki Bella title rematch to the cell pay-per-view in like two, three more weeks. Like I wish they would have got it out the way so we could progress forward. (laughs) But, um, you got to think, man, just, this is going to be a historical two match series between Bailey and Sasha. And whenever they lock up for the divas title on the main roster in a couple years, that is going to be a big deal. Right. And you're going to have some history built on that. And I think that they can do, I think that they, those two matches are going to be precursors to something even better down the line. But, um, hey, I'm, how, how long have you been recording? How long have we been recording? Oh, I don't know, like half hour, maybe. Man, who would have thought? Right, we right. Get a 10 minute, <laughs> we couldn't even get a 10 minute match. Now we're getting an Iron Man match. We used to not even <laughs> discuss. <really wrestling. laughs> we just we did an Iron Man match of recording right, right. there about the match. <laughs> 30 minutes on one match for women's match. Who would have thought? Well, let me uh, me throw it to you to kind of close out the Divas talk here, Dr. M. Where do you see the Divas um, storyline situation going, both in NXT moving forward as well as the main roster once we kind of get past the whole Nikki Bella thing? Well, with NXT, um, I'm very excited to see what Nia Jax can do. Based on some of the few things I've seen about her online, I hear she's uh, she's pretty good. And I think NXT definitely is now going to have to be built around Bailey and Asuka. I mean, I was I was impressed with Asuka last night. And mm-hmm. She just reminded me, I don't know if you guys remember back when uh, Alundra Blaze was in mm-hmm. WWE and she used to have those great matches on Raw with like Bull Nakano and those other Japanese yes. women. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asuka reminded me of that. And if if I can see more of that in NXT on a regular basis, I'm all for it. And so I think with them just kind of building up the women's division around Bailey, Asuka, and maybe Nia Jax, you know, different styles, I think NXT is going to be set for a while. Um, in terms of the main roster, I think the main roster will be fine once the Bellas are moved out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. Think, I think one of the reasons that one of the many reasons that the Divas Revolution is falling a little bit flat is because it's not featuring who it should be featured. Right. Um, I, I, I think we're way past the point where we have to see the Bellas in major segments every week. That time should be given to people like Paige, Charlotte, Sasha now. Um, and so I think once the Bellas get moved out of the way, the Divas on the main roster are going to be pretty good to go. Yeah, it's, I really want uh, Becky Lynch to not be a cheerleader anymore. It's really getting to the annoying point where she yeah. just like, her thing on Raw is to cheer on Charlotte and touch pinkies. Um, <laughs> if they do replace Paige with uh, Natalia, they could call their team NBC. I don't know if anybody caught that, but that would be pretty uh, sweet. Yeah, yeah and, that's a, and you know who's <laughs> definitely waiting for it too. <laughs> yeah. Like I dare you. Oh, <laughs> but Dr. M, hold on. Before before we transition, Dr. M, I do have to ask you one question, mm-hmm. and I know this has been a lot of rumblings. 
about going on this week about this, especially with the Divas division. Where would you do, or what would you do rather, with Eva Marie? Can I say something before he goes? Because I I read something about that today. Oh, go go ahead, go ahead. Apparently, this is again. This is just something I read on the internet. So take it for what it is. (laughs) But I read that at this point, because of the match quality, like you guys read that she kind of injured Carmella apparently at a show last weekend. Apparently, they're trying at this point to find non wrestling roles for her in the company. Wow. That's what I again. It's just something I read on the internet. But Doctor M, go ahead. I'm glad you mentioned that because my answer to Celis's question was going to be to suggest that she be a valet. She'd be um, a great valet. She would be a great valet. I mean, she. One, I mean, one thing you can't take away from Eva Marie is that as much as she tr- she has tried to work hard, she just draws natural heat, and I can't quite figure out if it's go away heat or if she actually has <laughs> something in her. But whatever it is, she draws heat. So she would be a perfect valet, especially for somebody either in NXT or the main roster who is not good on the mic and needs sort of that that extra presence to get over. So that's the role I would put her in if I had to use her at all. If I didn't have to use her at all, I'd let her go. The final question, if it's that much heat, and we know Lana's out for a while, would you put her in that Rusev angle? No. Okay. No, not at all. That well, partly because that Rusev angle is terrible, and it, it's gone on way too long. It's yeah. the worst. Uh, Passes limitations. You know yeah. who I'd put her with? C- Cesaro. Turn Cesaro oh, heel. Right. Get him over oh, finally. Cesaro. Put him with Cesaro, oh. or put her with Cesaro rather. Uh, oh, it didn't my. work out the first time around. He had a valet. I mean, I'm sorry. I feel like that would just. <laughs> Just bring down Cesaro. <laughs> How much lower you can you bring him at this point? Might as well try something different. True, oh, but man. I mean, somebody with a pedigree of Cesaro, just the thought of him being paired with Eva Marie. That's why it works. Man, That's just, why it works. He gets so much heel heat for it. That's why it works. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you, right. you hate it because you know I'm right a little bit. I hate it because I don't want to see it. <laughs> you don't want to see it because you don't. Can you imagine her cutting promos about the the greatness of Cesaro, but then have Cesaro do heelish stuff also? Like that would get like I could see that getting some nuclear heat, dude. Can she cut promos though? I don't know. I, you know what? It's almost better if she can't. It would be terrible and awesome. <laughs> Everybody likes to watch a car wreck. We don't want to see Cesaro involved in that car wreck. Right, exactly. You should have Cesaro grow some of his hair back out and dye it bright red to match her. Oh my gosh, guys, just give me like a pen and pad right now. I've got it. I'm going to get him over. He's going to be world champ. Fans, let's save this now. Hashtag save Cesaro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And fans, we we apologize. Aaron clearly needs to calm down. I'm sorry. I'm getting too excited. Um, the other things yeah. that we did anyone have anything more on the diva front before we transition to something else? I, I'm, yeah, I'm done over there. Closed it. Thank you. Quick things. Um, number one, would you think that um, NXT could be possibly moving towards trying to be a woman-dominated production? Uh, since they're making huge indie signings, I don't think it will work. I don't think it would work either because, like, just like I don't think an all male dominated product would work either. I think there should be no, a balance. Not, not all female, but me, uh, women dominated. You know, that's talking about women commentators, women announcers, women referees, and women wrestlers. Well, I, well, no, well just, no, just with their talent. Like, when you say NST, you know for a fact now that you're going to definitely start seeing top tier women matches on every show. I think that there's a place for that because... Is that their focus? Is that what I'm saying? That's why people watched TNA about five years ago because they knew that that was the destination for great women's wrestling. And I think that NXT definitely has some of that now. And I think it's going to be cyclical. Like, you know, you're going to move some of those girls up to the main roster and then it's going to be the guys and it'll be the girls at some point. So I, I don't know if they can do it by design, but it just so happens that that's the crop they have right now. And... My other question is, with the Bella slander, <laughs> is really, is Nikki that, I feel like Nikki's the one that everybody is unpleased with. Honestly, I, I, her, I dislike Brie even more than Nikki. Really? Yeah, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you in two words why I dislike her more. Are you ready for it? <laughs> Come on, Nikki! <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Come on, Nikki! 
she does not sell outside the ring at all. I, I really do like cringe every time. Like, Come on, Nikki. It's just yeah. It's like you know, go to a go to a coach. Like, come up with like three things you say outside the ring mm-hmm. instead of one. Can we talk right. about real quick? Let me let me ask this. Can we everybody just name their favorite women's champion from any from any brand? Ooh. Of all time? Ooh. Is that possible? We could do that. I feel like Dr. M should go first. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're the expert. Favorite women's champ from any... From any brand. Instead of all time? Yeah, from, from any brand. Oh, jeez. I mean, I have uh, I have mine ready to go if you need I a little bit. I have mine ready to go, too, and it might surprise me, people. Me, too. I mean, I'm going to say Tristratus. Me, too. All day. You know what mine is going to be? Hmm. Madison Rain. Huh? <laughs> she sold her gimmick well on TNA during those times. All time, Madison All Rain. Time. Madison Rain. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That, wow. I like, I, I like Trish Stratus because of the fact that she was able to um, defy being the boss's pet to yeah. actually being, yeah. yeah, you know, just beyond just a Playboy bunny looking. You know, female to actually actually putting in that work, and then you know, I I know that Lita was her best friend, and Lita was definitely one person to like hard to overshadow. But Jesus Christ, if you look at how Trish Stratus was in some of those matches, you almost forget that <laughs> there was somebody else in the ring. You were just so bedazzled by this really, you know, petite, really like gorgeous looking woman mm-hmm. doing everything. Not only that, dude, she had to work with a lot of really terrible workers over the years, and she did a great job. Yep, putting them over. Like, them look real like good. you know, Ashley Massaro, for example, is just one name that comes to mind. Yeah, she, she, she had it all. She, she had it completely all. Yep. Dr. M, did you have one yet? Uh, you know, you guys... You guys have sold me on Trish. Yeah. I think you guys are right. That, uh, Glad you didn't say Madison Rain. Madison. No, I would never say Madison Rain. <laughs> so I was a little concerned. Beautiful people. Um, Come on. <laughs> hey, was there anybody at WCW? Like, nobody's coming to hand. Well, they, they kind of, like, didn't have a women's division so much, kind of. I mean, they had Alundra Blaze, a.k.a. Yeah, Medusa, that. come over for a little bit. But I don't remember, like... When I was watching Nitro in 1997, 98, I don't remember there being women's matches. I remember there being valets and the Nitro 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 girls. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, shout out to the reunion they had last week. See that? (laughs) I didn't, but uh, I I could. Yeah, that's all I'll say. You know who one of the Nitro girls was? Is Shawn Michaels' wife? Yep. Yeah. That's where he first saw her. Was on Nitro, and he had his buddy like hook her up, hook him up with like meeting her and stuff. He writes about it in his uh, his second book that I read this summer. Was his buddy Kevin Nash fighting? Chance? I I don't remember that much, but it wouldn't surprise me to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, guys, right. um, I don't really feel like doing a review of the MSG show because it kind of was what it was. But maybe we can talk about it in relation to just current storylines and Raw and stuff. I'd like to start. <laughs> You just gave it up. You just let it off the hook. That's exactly what you just did. Well, I mean, I don't think there's much to say. It felt like I watched Raw on Monday, and then I watched it again on a Saturday. Say yeah. it with your chest. <laughs> and it's just like... Say it with your chest, young man. It, it sucked, is what it was. Um, every, I liked, every I liked the Kevin Owens-Jericho thing, though. I thought that was cool. Every match was pretty. It was. It was. How so? No, oh, and no, it wasn't even no outstanding work in the match at all. Maybe the only thing that might have just been fascinating was just they didn't completely drown out Big Show. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just how good Brock is, but Big Show just actually it actually was okay to see him in the ring for once for a little bit. Was I thought they was going to drown that joint. Well, was they Big completely Show on the mat more than he was standing up. Like literally, Absolutely. every time I probably up, he, the mat. he definitely uh, at this point the choke slam. <laughs> lot, Lost all of its overness because what Brock ate like three or four choke slams and it was like, yeah. it was like he was, it was uh, like a tradi- you know just a regular run of the mill clothesline. Uh, okay, so no, really, really, there is a huge issue with this show. So I'm watching it and I'm like watching it like with the the volume slightly down, I'm trying to clean up my place a little bit. I'm completely watching this because I was like, oh, this is the main event, you know. 
Then I look at the clock. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, there's like another good 30 minutes left. I was like, hold on. The Brock show is advertised and he's not the main event? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what? So so now there's no excuse for the WWE now because now it's just like, uh, um, before ago, we was ranting how y'all never make the, the championship. Uh, I'm sorry, the WWE, Seth Rollins, and the WWE or whoever the WWE champion is had the last match. But now on the show where he's not advertised as the main person, y'all make him the last match? I, I don't get this. So, so this means on any given day, the, the, the champion, the main championship should always be the last match. Well, am, I, am I missing something? Unless you're at WrestleMania next year because I don't think it's going to be the last match. But No. That's just me. Um I mean, I guess I didn't have as big a problem with it as you did because, I mean, it was a cage match, so I guess maybe that could be the excuse for it. But we saw them do this in Japan where they had that stupid John Cena tag team match go on after Balor and Owens with for the title. Oh, yeah. It was just kind of like, well, I, it's 5.30 in the morning. I might as well just watch this. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah, it Yeah, my eyes was bleeding out, so I didn't even see it. <laughs> Speaking of Seth Rollins, um, I talked last podcast about how I feel like he's just in a lot of placeholder feuds, although this thing with Kane is uh, it's a little – it's kind of wonky. It's a little bit kabuki-ish. So, I mean, he's he's not losing the title to Kane. So, like, where does the Kane character go from here at this point? I mean – Unless it, unless they do give the title to Kane, but like, is that really going to happen? Please tell me it's I not. Not only for a cash in. That's it. I guess, and it would be weird. Oh, yeah. It would be weird to have a cash in in the middle of a pay per view for the world title because you know Brock and Taker are going on last. Will they? Yes. Will they? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They main evented SummerSlam. They're going on last. The only way, the only match I could take going on last over that would be John Cena versus all three members of the New Day, which kind of looks like it could be a possibility at this point. Because the US the title? Well, because Cena's taken that time off that's been widely reported. That's not me spoiling anything. That's all over the internet. And yeah. you feel like he's going to drop that title to the New Day, to somebody, if yeah. not all of them, because they all said they all are going to be United States champion together. I thought the uh, New Day were facing the Dudleys. Well, yeah, for the title titles, but let's say if. There's three of them, though. Yeah, Big E and uh, Kofi do the tag titles. Xavier can definitely go for the U.S. I want Hold Xavier on, to not, beat Cena clean so Xavier. bad. No, no, we're talking about yeah, Hell in the Cell coming up right oh. around the corner. Oh. It's the last uh, Sunday of the month because we still have to go another week and a half before that Brock Stone Cold podcast. Like, I keep thinking yeah. that that's coming up next week and it's not. It's in like a week and a half. Yeah, it's the Monday right before the show, right? Yeah, it is. It's the 19th and... Uh-huh emanating from dallas texas and like everyone online's got me like to the bummed out point with that honestly because i feel like i've been so excited and you guys have heard me talk about on here stone cold versus brock at mania but now everyone's like well it's not gonna happen no way no way and like if they really do that podcast in dallas and it doesn't happen i'm gonna be so bummed out i'm gonna do like just like a depressing podcast the next day (laughs) and like maybe that night i'm yeah so I don't know. I feel like we're kind of all over the place here, but I don't really know what else to like latch on to with wrestling right now because the main event of the next pay-per-view, we haven't even seen one of the competitors on TV since SummerSlam. Just going back to New Day, though, do you think that was a good way for New Day to end the show being on top of four competitors no. that have been down? No. I liked it, actually. I liked it. I didn't no, mind no. it, I guess. It's just weird that Dolph Ziggler's a part of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, time out. Time out. We gotta pay a little homage to our man D Wayne on two accounts here. The Cena Monster Finals may actually really be happening, and it's October, so I feel like it's only right that this happens. And uh, looks like Dolph Ziggler is taking a one-way ticket to it. To be <laughs> honest, like he he needs to he needs to stay away from that feud by all means. But yeah, no, I think the only reason why the big the, the, excuse me the New Day actually ended the show because I think they're mapping around uh, Monday Night Football. Because if you notice, during the halftime of the games is when John Cena, I mean, not John Cena, Seth Rollins came out. Yeah, true. So, you know, unless they're back to that to that uh, scheme again, which makes sense. But just seeing Big E at the end of Raw was just like, oh, uh, yeah, this would have been hot two years ago. I mean, he's still over now. But to be honest, I'm just not sold on any 
trio views in the WWE. Can't find me. And y'all already alluded to the Shield versus the Wyatt family not working. And there hasn't been a, a three-man tag view that has effectively worked in the last like, two years. What about if you do um, Shield versus Evolution? See, I, I think Shield versus no. Evolution was really good, but I, I just love those matches. They had two on pay-per-view that were really good. Yeah. I mean, they wasn't really legitimately good because Bautista <laughs> just got booed out. So I love pretty- I love Bautista. <laughs> and and it's just like he was even though he was a halftime worker he was halftime and halftime in matches like he'll take one huge knockout the ring and be gone for like thirty minutes and we know Randy Orton was the king of that back in the day <laughs> he's, like, he's only like, he's almost Randy fifty Orton? years old he needs a break he just, he just chilling on the side of the ring post this is like, okay just keep an eye on him because soon as he comes back in that means the the end of the match is near can I do some ex post facto fantasy booking I just want to run this because I know I think it was. Dr. Emersellis mentioned that at Fastlane before WrestleMania 30, we had that Shield versus Wyatt family uh, three-on-three. If they had done the rematch at Mania, instead of having Wyatt take on Cena, and then do you know what the other match was that we got out of that? You remember who the Shield wrestled? The The New Age Outlaws Outlaws, and Corporate Kane. So let's just be clear here. They thought Cena squashing Wyatt and New Age Outlaws and Corporate Kane versus The Shield was better than having a rematch of the Wyatt family and The Shield. <laughs> I just want to be—I just want to be clear here. This is what we went with at WrestleMania 30. Yep, yep. And yeah, I to uh, to change's point. I think uh, the Shield Wyatt feud did work, but the only problem was that it ended before we could really get into it. Because the New Age Outlaws had to be on WrestleMania, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, I think, Aaron, you're right. It would have been perfect to have that rematch at Mania. It would have been uh, awesome. I mean, can you imagine if those, however many fans that were at Fastlane were so into it, to have 80,000 people into that match, it would have been great. I just remember watching D-Wayne when we were at WrestleMania. He had his, he had his big sheep Bray Wyatt shirt on. <laughs> like the whole weekend we're just all like convinced Bray Wyatt was gonna go over clean and then Cena beats pretty much three on one and D Wayne was just so sad and then like a half hour later the streak got broken <laughs> and he was just like he comes out of Wrestlemania out of the Superdome we're like well we gotta go power up the network and see what was up with that finish of the taker match he goes man that was the worst Wrestlemania of all time <laughs> <It's so good. laughs> And, and you're so mad. Two Chains was a part of that, guys, because who was the first person I hit up when that happened? I hit up right two chains. I was like, did this really just happen? It wasn't legit on screen on TV. Yeah, you're, I remember that. The rundown. Yeah. Y'all, uh, <laughs> I, I know what was going on. <laughs> I was in a trance. It was so, you know, the funny thing about it is when it happened, right, and this has got to be probably the worst comparison on the planet, but this is exactly how I felt. When it happened, it got so quiet. It mm-hmm. was just like when All Heart died. When he fell down, and then I was like, what just happened? And then the screen was just quiet. No, Everybody was just looking. Like, they shimmered off from the crowd. And then you see on the WrestleMania, the crowd, the cameras just flashing over at different faces. And it's just silence. It's it just was like, dead quiet. That's the quietest crowd of 74,000 people you've ever seen, man. It was very weird being in that building. <laughs> Um, and the poor divas that had to come on after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and everybody was just, like, murmuring through the match. Like, nobody paid attention to the match. It was like, did Undertaker really just lose? Well, we all thought the ref botched the pinfall when we were yeah. there live. Like, I was I was more mad, not about the finish. Like, in, in looking back on it, like, I'm okay with Brock breaking the streak. It is what it is. But I was just mad, like... Did he just mess that up? That's 20-plus years of booking. And I was just, like, getting furious. And then add to the fact I had made a a small tombstone poster for every WrestleMania victory The Undertaker made with very detailed drawing of him from each WrestleMania, ready to hold them up after he went 22-0, and they went to waste, and they're laying in a garbage container but near the Superdome somewhere at this point. the whole group around us was so supportive. Yeah, I want one. Yeah, we were passing them out. Everybody thought it was cool, and then everyone afterwards was like, dude, I'm sorry, and I'm like, I don't even want to talk about it right now. You know what? Maybe it didn't really happen because allegedly when I was watching, I'm not sure whether that the Silverdome or the Superdome. Uh-huh. Hey, so. hey, Hogan got it wrong. I was in New Orleans, <laughs> but Manny might have been in Detroit. 
Somewhere online, there's a conspiracy theory on this streak being broken. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it definitely happened in the Silverdome. It might as might well have been definitely. Detroit because Dwayne was about ready to fight people in riot after that WrestleMania. He was. Um, maybe maybe we could wrap up with this, guys. Um, why don't we kind of update the fans a little bit? We just had a WrestleMania meeting with our mm-hmm. podcast co-host because we're all traveling together in Dallas, Texas, this upcoming April. Um, who wants to kind of clue everybody in on it? Hi. Yeah, go ahead, two chains. So, uh, so the teams, all of us, all five of us, we're coming in from different parts of the uh, United States. But we're, we're definitely going to meet up at the um, two respective airports. Uh, a couple of us are coming in from D.C. You guys are coming from um, basically Central America. So... Um, you guys are flying to what airport again? I forget. The the international yeah. one. The, which one? The, the international airport. It's uh, oh, yeah, the DFW. Yeah, we're coming into uh, the other one called Love or something. Anyway, we'll we'll be we'll be there about ten o'clock, ten thirty that morning. Um, we'll definitely be. You can look out for us. We're we'll, talking we about Friday. Of, about yeah, Friday yeah, morning. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, Friday. What is that? April first, right? Right. Correct. Yep. I'm about yeah. to play all sorts of jokes on D Wayne that day. By the way. Yeah, so I'm sure we're gonna get we gotta uh, we're gonna get that get there. We gotta get everything so, uh, sorted, like get into the hotel, get our rental car, how we go about that. Um, but once we get out and about, we're gonna have our gear on, so you be able to spot us out. You, you can't miss a team of seven walking around with you know the big gold belt gear. Um, we're gonna have different stuff, probably like shirts. We talked about maybe headbands, whatever it may be, maybe hoodies, whatever, whatever, whatever you know, respectable for the weather. But um, we got some ideas of, obviously, we're going to attend every event. It's, you know, WrestleMania, uh, NXT, we'll be at the All Weight Show. So, you know, if anybody, you see us, either tweet us if you want to link up, or uh, you see us in the gear, come talk to us. We, we're also going to try to do maybe a little review on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, talking about our experience, some good food we have, and just try to link up with some other groups to see, you know, what's was fun and suggestions or anything so um uh interact with us any way you can through twitter facebook uh we have our email everything posted if you see us walking around or anything give us a shout uh we're always willing to talk to wrestling or if not you know we just want to have some fun uh we're going to advertise where we'll find a spot so we can do a little like i said a little live recorder reviews about our experience thus far and go from there um also, too, once we get our tickets, once they go on sale, we we'll probably will post our location where we're sitting as well, too. So if anybody, you know, is in our near sections or anything, definitely come give us a shout. You know, we're going, we're not going to be rowdy guys, but we're definitely going to have some fun. So hit us up. Yeah, man. I'm excited. I, I, you know what's funny about it? I've actually never been in the same room as Two Chambers, but we've talked probably – if you added up all the podcasts, we've talked for like well over like 30 hours at this point. Yeah. I've never actually been in the same room as him because he lives on the East Coast and I live in the Midwest. And he didn't, he was not at WrestleMania the last time our group went. But um, hopefully, this is the first of many more to come. You know, we got Absolutely. WrestleMania 33 coming up in two years, hopefully in the Minneapolis Twin Cities area. Hopefully, we can all get to that one too. But that's, that's for sure. Yeah. And Minneapolis is a fun town. I've been twice at this point because my wife. Uh, had a bunch of college friends that got married there two consecutive summers when we first started dating. And um, let me tell you, man, if you can get to a ball game at Target Field where the Twins play, that is a really nice ballpark. Go Indians. <laughs> I actually yeah, saw right. him play the Indians when I was there. Oh, man, I wish I was there. It was when Asdrubal Cabrera was still on the team. I think he hit one out that day. I like him. Nice. Who's he play for now? Is he still with the Nets? Or did he get cut? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. They done fired the coach there. I know that. Everybody, yeah. DC baseball is not doing good right now. I think unless your name is Bryce Harper, you're primed to get bounced out of there, man. Yeah. Hey, hey speaking of that, before we definitely jet off real quick on a rumor report, I heard Kyle Ripken is being eyed for the uh, manager position for the Nats, which is huge. That's really cool. I like that. And, um, I have mixed feelings about that, but it could be good. I say you guys are from Maryland. That's got to be kind of bittersweet for you. Yeah, Baltimore guy all day. So you might have the you know half of four ninety five like it, but the other half of ninety five, 
that it might be a heated rivalry if they had that, you know, Baltimore versus Nationals, you know, continue rivalry as they do the little interleague now with the scheduling. That might be more heated now if that's the case. Yeah, it would be more fun if they were in the same division. That's for sure. And, oh, and we definitely can't close this podcast without the other rumor I heard. And have you guys heard it? Because I heard nobody tweeted or text or say anything. What's that about the about the developmental signing of who? Take just take a wild guess, and you should know if I'm saying all of us who somebody not uh, James Storm. No, James Storm has been. Uh, He's been subliminally tweeting. I think I think they have signed him, which is awesome. Well, I think but he's going to be – I read he's going to be more of like a coach, like performance center type of guy, but he might be on TV too. You never know. But I I haven't heard anything. Oh, man. Well, our guy from the show that we hated the most and our guy from uh, Baltimore, Maryland, has been reported that he has been signed to a developmental deal – with the WWE. Oh, I did read that. Patrick Clark from Tough Enough. Yeah. I did read that. Oh, that he, he, did. he did sign. Wow. I read right. that, yeah, someone said he would cancel the Nindy gig because he's got to report to Orlando or Tampa or whatever on, like, what did they say, like, October 19th? Nice. Maybe, maybe, yeah. he'll, maybe he'll crash the Stone Cold podcast and he'll start feuding with Brock Lesnar. That would be amazing. <laughs> you know, but uh, he has to get that chop back from Big Show first. Yes. You know what? But if they bring him up before, um, you know, eventually he gets to NXT and, he, you know, he gets a tattoo partner, which I, I feel like he will. Um, if um, him and Paulo Cruz versus uh, who, uh, who who was I calling? Who was that? Those other two guys? I always uh, forget their names. Gable and Jordan? Yes. So they, had, they had a good They're, showing at TakeOver, man. They were great. Stamp yeah. it. Stamp it right now. Did you see Chad Gable? Pick up Baron Corbin into a German. He's like, yes, literally, he's like literally half of his height. That was crazy. Man, I when you when you said something about it, I, w- I went back to look. I rewinded and watched it again, and I was just like, man, there's something about people that wear uh, this type of ring outfits. They're just all just really good technical wrestlers. And yeah, you just see moves that you just be like, wow, people still do that, you know? Well, he and was like slow slow cat, in the Olympics, cat. I think, or something. Like he's got, he's yeah. legit. Um, I, I was more impressed with Jason Jordan. Though. He, he definitely came a long way, you know, so far in his work ethic. He know? did. Yeah, I, I was not sold him at all when I first saw him, but he's getting much better. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of Apollo uh, Cruz, did him and Tyler Breeze even fight last night? Because I don't remember. Remember they that, did. They did they Apollo a good match. match. It was a decent was match it? for what it was. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, okay, I, I just don't even remember. It. I just kind of want them to start doing something where like Apollo Cruz has storyline and a character outside of just being happy to be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? I tweeted that. Do not be cheesy with his character. Well, and like a lot of people, when they first show up in NXT, they're just kind of happy to be there, and then they kind of like eventually figure, oh, we have to get the audience emotionally connected with these guys. Like they did a pretty good job with doing that with Kevin Owens on the first night he showed up. I don't know why they don't do that with everybody. That's so funny. Don't be careful. If they don't be careful. Apollo's going to be just like Mojo Rawley. I think he's going to be a great heel one day. I, I mean, could not agree more. Gonna, yes. Part of me thinks he's already teasing. They're, they're sort of very subtly teasing mm-hmm. some new qualities in him, too. I agree. I mean, man's acting him by himself. He gets in the ring. He gloats like when he wins. Like so. Yeah. I think it's only a matter of time. Him and Balor would have decent matches. Yeah. Because not like the road to the NXT title is as long and bumpy as it is to the WWE title. Like That's yeah. very realistic that he could be... Maybe one more in Dallas. It could be Balor versus um, Apollo Crews. I wouldn't mind that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, I think we did it, guys. <laughs> Forty minutes on women. Yeah. <sighs> Excellent. This was Doc. This was Doctor M's probably favorite show we've done so far, man. It was like more divas than anything. <laughs> yeah. Dr. M, close it out. Yeah, close it out, man. <laughs> with, with what you just do just like sign off like 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 me and two chains usually do just sign it off uh, i'm sorry y'all caught me off guard here <laughs> well fans uh, sure that you follow us on twitter at bgb check out our facebook page continue to support sasha banks because she's clearly the best thing in the game right now and uh we will see you next time
time. Heavy grind, get in mind till I reach the finish line. Never die, tell you why. I stay prepared like my life. Hey listeners, this is Aaron back with you just real quick before we wrap up today. Um, non-spoiler here, but there was some news out of tonight's NXT tapings that kind of came out that uh, two teams caught for us like immediately after we wrapped the episode. So we definitely weren't negligent on our reporting. It just, you know, did the news that we heard from the NXT tapings did not leak out until just after we recorded, at least that's when we saw it because we were busy recording, but we will definitely comment on that next week on the new episode. We're probably gonna cut the next episode after the uh, the first round of NXT tapings that airs on the network next week, as well as all the talk about Raw and leading into the Stone Cold podcast and everything, but we'll catch you guys next week and we'll definitely talk about the news that came out this evening, which is Thursday as we record this. Thanks guys, bye. This has been another production of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BGB Group or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Big Gold Belt. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.